Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lil Nishma Yechonot Yenam Gedalia Lil Nishmat Yisrael Asher Ben Abraham. Also in the Fushul Marshal Leah Minah Hadid Mitzara, Elisha Manu Shifaleya, Tovaleh Bas Rivka, and Mayor Tuvim Chaya, and also Fushul Leah all the soldiers and all the people who were hurt in Israel. So, Kesni Yashmayim Elisha Ben Amar Gadiel Ben Elisha Emir Elisha Shifal Elisha Ben Amar Tovabasha. And God willing, please share and rate the podcast and. Today's class is a very, very, very powerful concept. We're going to do Lesson 33 in Rav Nachman's teachings. Just a quick, quick insight on yesterday. We had a, um, we had a beautiful class with Rav Daniel Katz, Yemin and Israchi, Hillel Fund, and uh, Rav Shlomo Katz, and everybody, everybody. We we're going to try to post a video for everybody here. Um, but just a beautiful thing that uh, Rabbanit uh, Misrahi said, she said something very powerful. Obviously, one of the things in Israel that happened this past Yom Kippur was a lot of desecration of, of Yom Kippur itself, not just the on the holiday itself, but what happened, people went into bikinis, into synagogues and all that, and they, there's a purposely a desecration of, of that name. That's the name that we really get the biggest favor. And she explained how, she showed a picture on the video, how there was a, a soldier that passed away and there was a funeral. And people went, and there was a bomb that came, or a rocket, and people leaned down. So you could see hundreds of people leaning down in a funeral. So she says like, that was like the tikkun for Yom Kippur. Like and Yom Kippur is a part of the prayer that we all lean down. So everybody's leaning down together. So you could see that this is all coming together. I, I think this is going to be, God willing, this war is going to be quicker than we think. As long as we, we got the unity, you could see the unity is tremendous. The response has been tremendous, and everybody's getting the picture. And I think we, right now, the, the strength and the momentum we're going to have, there's no question this is all going to turn out for the good. And I really, really feel it. We're going to talk, we're going to look into Lesson 33. Lesson 33 is a really phenomenal concept, which is really pretty much connects, very connected to this concept. And he says, obviously, He brings us to Hillam from Lesson 34. And he says, who is a person who desires life? One who loves days of seeing good. Remember that. One who loves days of seeing good. Nachman tells us that the main principle in your life that you should go for is to try to pursue peace. He should see that there's peace between Jews. I mean, very proposed to today, and each person is at peace with his own with his own self. And he should not be conflicted with himself over what happens to him. Nachman says it should be no difference to him whether you're having a good day or a bad day, because if you're having a good day, then you can always see the good. But when you're not seeing, when you're not having a good day, when you see a bad day, that's the day you have to find the good. Obviously, on a good day, the good is revealed to you. On the days that are not good, those are the days that you have to look for it. He says something incredible, which we're going to talk about. And he says, "What happens when you take a loan out? Why do you take a loan out? Technically, you have no money. You're taking out a loan. That technically is a bad day. It's a bad day. You need money." So what he's saying here is when a person earns money, when a person, the, the, concept of a, the concept of good and bad days is mentioned relating to borrowing money. When a person earns, whatever a person earns doesn't cover his expenses, he has to take out a loan. His reasoning is that now he's experiencing a bad day. But later, when the good days come, he'll have enough money to repay back the debt. This is a, an assumption that people have. There will be good days coming. Lack of sufficient livelihood is therefore associated with a bad day or bad times. But if you think about it, Rav Nassim adds, people are always saying there's bad times and the good old days, right? The people are always saying, how about those good old days? Remember the good old days 
where this happened and that happened, right? We should always say. But what he's saying here is, in truth, a person should should avoid to do the best to avoid borrowing money. The reason why is because in the days that you don't have money, the solution is always, think about this concept. It's very, very deep, this concept. When you're always, the first thing, when you have a lack in your life, first thing you have, you, you never think about why am I in lack? What has gotten me to this lack? The first thing you're trying to do is really fix it. I need money. I need food. Instead of saying, maybe I have a poverty mindset. God forbid I'm not judging anybody on anything. Or, or God forbid, you know, we're always looking outside for the situation. Always looking outside for the solution. As we said, one who, who looks outside dreams. One who looks inside awakens. But technically, in that bad time, you're supposed to look for the good time. You're supposed to look for the good in that situation. What is causing me to be always asking for borrowing for money? What is causing, what is causing me? Why am I always in therapy all the time? Why am I not working on myself? Why am I always thinking the other person? The whole, the whole point of that mashal, that, that example, is that instead of running out to go get money, like we all do, and, 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 or I need this to make me happy, or I need that to make me happy, we're always looking on the exterior. Look inside and say, what's, what's, what's the garment? What's happening in my life that's, that's, that, that needs to be awakened? This is what he's saying here. The old days, in truth, a person should do his best to avoid borrowing money. Rather, he should believe that even in the bad times, there's good. He just has to find it. Just has to find it. You know, it's, uh, Tony Robbins always says, it's never a lack of resources, lack of resourcefulness. Like, if you want to find the way, you will find the way. And it's never a lack of love in a relationship. It's just, it's not revealed. And this is exactly what we have to take, is we have to reveal Things have to be revealed in our lives. And I think it's very powerful. This is why he's saying, so on a good, day, a good day of fortune, enjoy the fortune. On a day of misfortune, look. So we're not going to tell them, you have a good day, enjoy the day, enjoy the clarity. But when you're having a rough day, look. Look for the good day in that, which is a completely different instruction. So when, you, when your creator is revealed to you, enjoy the sun. But when it's not, when he's not revealed to you, that's the day you have to look. There's a hint in that day. There's something happening in that day teaching you something. There's something in that day that needs to be brought up to consciousness. And that's when we, we take a loan. We're always, people are in debt. They never understand why they're always in debt in the first place. What got me into this debt? What got me into this? What, what about my lifestyle got me into this debt? Instead of looking, why am I always dependent upon people for money? Maybe I have a lack of trust. I'm not taking this. I'm not saying this. That everybody has an individual situation. But in general, if we look at this concept, it, it's, it was just, I was reading it at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that, was my, that was my espresso. It was such a, that little example, it can really awaken all, all of us. Why am I always looking outside for happiness? Why am I always looking outside? Why do I think I have to borrow? Why, why don't I have it inside? What's not revealed to me? Why, what, what's, the, what's the garments? You know, and it's like, you know, you have that beautiful person has a beautiful dress and a beautiful this and they cover up with a shmata sweater. You know, they put an ugly sweater on a beautiful dress. And that's exact that's the example of the soul. The soul is radiating, it's always shining, but somehow we're putting all these garments on. This is the Torah, the class is gonna talk about. How many garments do we have? How much baggage do we have? You know, you you hear people all the time tell you, Yeah, I'm in a relationship, but there's so much baggage. 
what are you holding on to baggage for? <laughs> There's a lot of baggage. Why do we hold on to baggage? It's a good question. Because we, we don't have this bodidut. We don't talk to God. So we're holding on to baggage. And there's a lot of baggage out there. And the baggage is, you can see it on people's faces. So whether or not you could see an opportunity, opportunities are really, really made not by putting band-aids on bullet wounds. The, the, the opportunity is really made when you heal the bullet wound and say, yes, I'm acknowledging the bullet wound. I'm acknowledging the situation. It's time to heal. That's the revelation of God. So this is exactly what I'm not saying here. That when, when God is Yurke Vavke, praise Him. But when He's Elohim, I will praise His word. So again, both of those, both of those times where God is, in, is revealed to us in 26, praise Him. You know, when he's, when, he's, when he's in a bad time, look for the good in time. Look for, look for His Elohim. By what means can a person find God in good times or bad times? By the means of Torah. Because the Torah is called peace. And by the means of tzaddikim, because of the tzaddikim, the, the purpose of having tzaddikim in our lives is they're, they're showing us already, they've, they've had these battles that we already have. They've already been there. So they already know. We know when you're depressed, when you're, when you're happy. When, we, we already know what's going on in your head. We already know, let me give you the path. You don't have to reinvent the wheel today. But one has to understand that God, the most important thing is that God's glory fills the world. This is why the word echad and ahava has basically the same it's the value of 13 the whole concept of unity so when this is where a person should ask him if a person should ask you where in the world is God even a person should answer even in the city of Rome so the whole point is that the whole purpose of this class is to tell you there's no area of life that good there's not some kind of good in bad itself it just is not revealed okay this is exactly why after God destroyed the world in Noah, he says, I will never destroy the world again. The fact that he never destroyed the world, that means every single situation in our lives, every traumatic situation, every situation in life after, if you handle it well, there is a major light afterwards. So just like the situation in Israel, if this situation is handled well, if there's unity, there's going to be a major light afterwards. What we're going through right now is a process of a contraction of light, which is a Timson. It's a contraction of light where it appears to be, where's God? Where's God? We appear, it appears like there's an abandonment going on. And that's the time of, and that, by the way, this is not a one-time thing. This is, happens all the time, where there's, where there's, God has to contract himself to create a new reality in order for man to have free will. So the test is, well, how do we handle the situation? Are we handle with unity? Do we re- rectify what went wrong? Yes, we are doing that. The unity is coming. People are waking up. People are on the ball all of a sudden. All of a sudden, you see on Instagram, people are on the ball. Where were you before? Where were you? Why, why does it take something like craziness like this to wake up? Wake up! Wake up! I've been screaming to people to wake up for, 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 for years in my podcast. But now, now, okay, now, now we have momentum. We have enough something to wake up to. So this is the whole point. The whole point is you shouldn't be sleeping in the first place. Because if you're sleeping, that means you're trapped into, in this world. We are trapped into a desire. You're trapped into the, to, to this world. And this is exactly, if you, if you look at what he's going to talk about in this Torah, another phenomenal concept. He talks about the concept of the, the more, the less garments you have on, the more God's, the, God's revealed in your life. Okay? You need to be not needy. You need to be needed. Okay? 
for example, God's name, the highest name of God is the name of 21. That means the lower the letters, the more powerful the name is. What is the name of number 21? The name of Eki, I will be. The name of raw potential. When you see raw potential in a person's life and desire to grow and desire, that is the highest name. If you look at the, 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 the name with less is 86. 86 is the name of nature. You could see when we're connected, the festival, nature's festival, nature, nature, nature's festival. Like the, 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 we're connected to, we don't want to have anything to do with, with God. It's a nature concept. Nature is not something you want to, nature, God has to use nature in order to, to cloak his world. But if you decide to, to, to live in a, a life of spirituality and a life of connection, then, you, then you're connected to the name Yirkei Vavkei. But the name of, of, of nature is a name where God leaves us up to if we decide not to, not, to, not to connect to him practically. So man's mission in this world is to seek and recognize God, godliness, especially when there are bad days. Especially when there's Elohim. Because in Elohim, God uses the name Elohim as, an opera, as, a, as a test. Anytime I'm getting tested in my life, I'm not getting tested with Yurke Vavke. I'm getting tested with God's name of Elohim. Otherwise, there would be a test. A test, if I knew already the answer to the test, the, the answer is in my face. The fact that it's, it's hidden in my life, that is a test. So when we go through, when we say, Shema Yisrael, the God of Israel and the God of Elohim is one. It's all one. It's all one. This is why our sages told us that they, we have to reveal godliness, and it's found even in even in the languages, even in everything. There's language. There's there's godliness. There's godliness in absolutely everything in our lives. And the thing is, there's a lot of lot of lot of. Um, it has God's name has to come to contractions in order for us to to understand Hashem today. Is he, we have to understand Him through contractions. So, for example, Rabbi Nachman knew that the whole world was asleep. So he came out with Rabbi Nachman's stories. And stories were ways of bringing very, very high dosages of light in a very, very practical sense. Because what happens is when people are under attacks, and, and, and you see this all the time, that people are under, you know, many people have been turned off by religion. And I get it, because sometimes what people consider religion is miserable and, 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 and unhappiness and etc. And you could see the number one thing that we have to focus on on parents is obviously bringing, having, a, having, a, having a house with happiness. Because when there's no happiness and there's just religion, etc., you, you lost the customer for sure. And, if, and if, you do, if you kept the customer, the customer is just going to live his life worried about getting punished all the time. And this is, this is the, why we need the light of Hasidus and the light of the Baal Shem Tov and the light of Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Pradeshav into the world in order, because without happiness, godliness is never elevated. If the Shekhinah is in exile when there's no unhappiness. And obviously this whole situation happened in Simcha's Torah. The whole concept of, of, of joy and the importance of, 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 of having happiness. Because if that is the tikkun. And what he's saying here is godliness has even fallen into contractions. And he says, like, for example, the word totafot, which means tefillin, comes from the word, comes from the word tat, which means tat for, for Coptic and pat for Afriki. So even the word totafot, everything has its, its root, even. That means that we can't say, well, there's no godliness in this casino. You know, there's, for example, there's, you go to Hard Rock Casino in, uh, in Hollywood, 
you could probably find more Jews there to find a minion than you'll find in another Chabad. So there's, God, there's godliness everywhere. Everybody, everything in life, it's just the energies expressed in, in an opposite way. You understand? The, for example, an addict's quest to find spirituality is really shifted in toxicity. But he really wants spirituality. All we really, really do need to do in our lives is just change the channel. Is just change the channel. That's the bottom line. The energy has to be shifted from one side. It doesn't go away. Energy is never, never, energy never, never goes away. It just has to be shifted. So this is where the Gemara says, if anybody should ask you, where's your God? You should tell them it's in the, he's in the great city of Rome. When we see that we're immersed by even in the evil forces, and we think that they, how could there be godliness even in the evil sources? It's absolutely, there's godliness everywhere. It's just it's a lack of revelation. Darkness is evil. It's just an absence of light. And we have to look at situations where people are hurt and people are, are, um, are, are doing bad things in their life. It's just these people have no, they have no light. They have no light. And you have to reveal the light. That's the whole, the whole, por- whole point of this is, is really, really bringing, such as, for example, if I'm running out of money, God forbid, and I have no money, that is an absence of light. I'm in darkness. I'm, 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 in, I'm in despair. But really, the solution is there. It's just I, I didn't recognize that my problem is the lack of bitachon. Or if I'm in depression, right, and, I'm, and, I, and I have no light, and I'm thinking I'm going to find a chemical solution for every spiritual problem. There's light. That depression is telling me I need to do something. You understand? Everything in life is telling me. That, that codependency is telling me I need to go grab a hold of my and stop thinking that I'm going to be abandoned all the time. Everything, every darkness, is, there's light. There's always light in darkness. This is exactly what Nachman's telling us. You just have to reveal the light. And you have to take off the garments. And the garments are things that we put on. We put on these garments all the time in order to not only not get the light, but we put more darkness on. You understand? We just put more and more darkness. A, a, a garment today could be an excuse. A garment today could be a limited belief system. These are all garments. They're all garments telling us just because we don't want to, we're afraid of the light. Sometimes people are not afraid of the darkness. They're, they're, they like darkness. Because darkness, at least they don't have, they're afraid of who they could be. They're afraid of success. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that are afraid of success. There's a, they're afraid of the light. So they say, I'm afraid of the light. I'd rather just be in darkness. Let me put more darkness. These are called excuses. Yet, the more a person goes from level to level, the more he draws closer to God, and the more he can get to know Him with greater understanding. This is because the higher the lever, listen to this, the higher the level you are on, the lower, the fewer the garments, and the less contraction is needed for you. So our job is really not to be Buddhist and just to completely stay away from everything. But the, the, the problem is, is when we are very needy, I need this person to like me. So therefore, imagine if I needed you to like me, I, had to t- I have to tailor my speech around you so you can nod your head and say, yeah, I like your speech, Kedat. I wouldn't be authentic. I, wouldn't, I would never collect to the light because I'm, I'm too busy uh, ask, begging approval from this yo-yo on the first row. Do you understand? It, it would ruin my ability to, to reveal the real light because I'm, I'm, this light needs to be connected to the, And this is the reason why you see today in the, in the media nobody's afraid to tell the truth. All of these people should wake up and say, what the hell's going on here? We stand for Israel, but these clowns are afraid of cans getting canceled and this. This is the most ridiculous thing in the world. They're afraid. So they have no, they're living lies. Even though they should say, Amari Stardemeyer did, by the way. Amari Stardemeyer says, what the, what the, where the hell's BML? Where the hell's all these clowns now when, when this catastrophe is going on? 
Look where are these people now with their big mouths and the big platforms? They're not. They're nowhere. They're nowhere. They're nowhere. They're sitting around and being again. Why? Because there's too many garments. Like we can't trust politicians today. Why? Because there's too many garments. They're not. They're not honest. They're not honest. They're not genuine, and they're they're not who they they're not because there's too many garments. The garments means well, they're in this guy's pocket, they're in that guy's pocket, they're in that guy's pocket. So we were practical. We're not authentic. We have all these garments, and we'll never see the light. We'll never get to the light. We have to take off the garments in order to reveal the light in our lives. And garments could be your your. It could be your past. It could be your DNA. It could be all of this nonsense. It's all garment. And this is what we do in his bodhidut when we cry out to God, reveal, take off these garments that are holding me back. What's holding me back from, from really, really succeeding? What's holding me back? You know, for people say, I can't, I can't survive if I don't smoke a cigarette. Yes, you can. There's millions of people that don't smoke cigarettes. But when you, you have that garment in your head, that's a klipa, that believe me, yeah, I can't survive if I don't smoke a cigarette. I can't survive 30 minutes without a cigarette. That's a klipa. I, I can't survive without snacking every 20 minutes. I can't do it. Yes, you can. <laughs> but these garments prevent you from seeing the light. So we are here to... Re- to re- on Yom Kippur. Why do you think on Yom Kippur there's nothing? You can't do anything. You're free. Yom Kippur is the ultimate freedom. There's no bathing. There's no... There's no and Yom Kippur is not about fat. It's not about God restricting you. It's like... It's about you not needing. That's why we have such a light on Yom Kippur. You no longer... You don't need. You don't need food. You don't need a shower. You don't need shoes. You don't need anything. You don't need money. You don't need anything. You're free. So, the more freer you are, the more light you get. And yet, on that day, we were, so, we were completely free. We were free. We, were, we had light. And we had nothing. <laughs> so, I'm just trying to explain to you. It's an incredible concept. That the more you let go, the more you are free. People will like you more, the less you are needed, needy. And the more you are needed. And this is the story of every relationship. Every relationship really, really is because the other person is imposing their will on them. I'm forcing you to do this. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do that. And the person feels that it's a demand. And what happens? Not only does it get rid of the garments, it puts more garments on the relationship. And it creates more obscurity and more darkness. And therefore, Ram Nachman says there are two types of days. Good days and bad days. As it is written. So on a good day, forge, enjoy the fortune. And on a bad day, look. Look. Look for the good. This is a bad, this is a bad time. You need to look what God wants from us in this situation. This is a practical example of this Torah. Look. Look. Look what's happening. Look inside. Instead of borrowing money, ask yourself, why do I always need to, why, always, why am I always running out of money? Do I have a scarcity mindset that's never been healed? Am I afraid to, to, uh, to give away money? Am I jealous of people? If you look, look. That's the time to look. Instead of that, I need this. Fix this, fix this, fix this. That is, it. That is, that is a lesson. Look. It's a very big psychological lesson in one, in one word. When you have a bad time, look. Don't replace. Don't borrow. Look. Pointing fingers keeps you away from seeing the good. And Rav Nachman saying here that the the however the lower the level a person is, the more letters of Torah are contracted there. 
So it's not that when a person is practically, when he's saying here, when a, practic- a person is, not, it's, is, is connected to evil and is connected to bad things, it's because he, he's got all of these layers. Because if I think about, think about this practically, think about if you have unresolved trauma, okay? And you're in a relationship and you're, with, you're in a relationship and that person makes a comment. Okay? All that person is just awakening the bad that's inside of you. But that person really could have, been, had, a, could have had a bad day. But because you are so, you have so many layers, you cannot even, you cannot even heal. Because that's the first layer. You have so many layers of, of garments that you've never taken off. Why? Because you, you're, you're the type of person that's always saying, well, I'm running out of money, let me go borrow. So you're in debt here. You're in debt here. You ever know, we, don't, we all know people that are, no, owe five people money. They owe this one, because they, they haven't gotten, they haven't fixed it on the root of the issue. Is it a Pigama Brit issue? Is it this? Why are you taking six different drugs? One didn't do enough for you? Think about it. There's people that, they try this, then they try that, then they try this. Obviously, there's, this is not working. You think it's just a matter of you got the wrong drug? You try cocaine instead of heroin, that's it? You got, you got the wrong one? You made a mistake? No, it's, you know, what are you, what are you, what are you really seeking? What are you really seeking? This is why we have to look inside. Because all evil is, is just an absence of good. And we have to practically ourselves. We have to recognize you have somebody inside of you. Why can't, and you know what's funny? I never understood how much, well, actually I did the other day when I was in Uman, how much everything affects everything. You know, when you are on a flight, because there was a flight that was like late from, from uh, Miami, from New York, that was supposed to come to Miami, that flight was off. My flight was off. My connection is off. And his connection is off. The one guy being late for one hour affects everything. Can you imagine... That means, why do you think that Tzadikim, and why do you think Chabad, Chabad especially does an amazing job with this. What do you do, what do, you do running after a guy for putting on tefillin on the guy? What do you, who cares? Let the guy run. What do you care? You see people on the Chabad. What are they running after? Running after people putting on tefillin. It's because this guy's on the same boat as you. He's on the same boat as you. And yet you might think, what's the big deal if the guy puts on tefillin? The fact that he's sinning, you're getting affected by his sinning. And you're getting affected by his sinning. And everybody's getting affected. And the minute that guy brings on light, you now get light, and etc. Ram Nachman says something very powerful. He's saying two people cannot stay on the same level. That means if I pick up my game, automatically, somebody else is going to replace my spot. I automatically can change another person just because I changed. It's an incredible concept. So don't think that we are not connected. I have family members that all of a sudden... There's no husband in there because all of a sudden they have to go to the war. Next thing you know, you have a mother that has, where's her livelihood going to come from? You have to now help with livelihood. Everything is connected. Don't live in a world, it's just my world and nothing has to, your sins affect everybody and your kindness affects everybody too. Don't think this is just about you, this world. This is way, now we see it how much, how many people are affected. Babies got affected. Because of people's sins. Babies are in cages because of people's sins. Everybody takes, when one takes a hit, everybody takes a hit.
And you need to understand that. You need to understand that 100%. It's not just about you. This is about the whole world. Your whole, the whole world is created for you. And, and to the extent that you bring light into your life, you're either part of building the world or you're part of destroying the world. So when you see girls showing up in bikinis in Yom Kippur, you're affected by that. And it could have been, maybe we're not judging them favorably, and maybe there has to be more outreach and less judgment. Again, that's not, I don't know everything. I'm just trying to explain to you the fact that we have to watch out for everything. Everything is connected and everything, just like a business. If this is not ran, if the driver doesn't wake up on time, he doesn't get his package, he returns the merchandise, everything is connected. We are in a connective consciousness, my friend. So this is where when we fix this on a collective consciousness, this all gets fixed. But when this is not fixed, we're, <laughs> any enemy can cross by. But this is not just for you, this is for your, your whole life. So every, every move in your life, like I said before, gets you into the light or gets you into the darkness. That's what you should ask yourself at the end of the day. Give yourself a plus one every single time you did something good and give yourself a negative one every time you did something not so good. Did you bring light to the world or did you bring negativity to the world? And at the end of the day, do add, 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 okay, 10 good, three bad, seven. I brought energy to the world. I brought positivity to the world. You know, Daniel Katz decides to do a, a in the middle of the day, it brings 2,000 people talking about Amuna. Whoa, that's a lot of light. But we underestimate these things. That's the problem because we're all in our heads too much. And we just put more garments in on, more garments. So if you're having a problem in a relationship, it's because there's garments. There's judgment, there's resentment. These are all garments. These are all garments. And this, these garments are just adding to the evil. The more garments, the less the beauty comes out. And then you start believing that this is the real you. This is the real you. And this is where Rav Nachman's telling us here. On the day of evil, it's because the Torah letters are not shining for you. And the more letters of the Torah contract and become closed in further contraction garments, the more the Torah is concealed and hidden. However, the person who removes the Torah letters from the garments is thus comparable to one who builds the Torah. For example, the Torah letters are so scattered and spread in the language of the nations that no one knows because they're so obscured and because of these bad days. And today, and this is where there's something amazing what he's saying here, as is recorded in the, in, in the writings of the Ari, in, in, and he says, until one cannot tell the difference between cursed Mordechai and blesses, I mean, cursed Haman and blesses Mordechai, the, the point of the Purim is you're in such a higher consciousness that good and bad don't even exist. Because <laughs> you are in a, such a high level of consciousness that there's no such thing as bad. Imagine living in that world. Imagine living in a world of such equanimity that you don't even know what the difference between good and bad. You see good, if it's bad, you see the good in it. If it's a good, enjoy the day. This is how you do it, like we said before. Bad times make good times. This is why, because we're looking, how did we get into the bad time? How did we get into the bad time? And this is where we have to do on a practical level, we have to start removing these garments. We have to stop becoming so needy and become needed. We have to take these tough days that we've had in our lives 
and we, instead of looking outside, we need to awaken inside what needs to be healed, not borrowing money all the time, not borrowing people's energy all the time. Not, this is all form of it. Look inside. Look inside. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, they have a hard time with Shabbat. Why? If you ask them why, it's very lonely. They say it's very lonely. How about being alone? <laughs> when you get from the loneliness to alone, where you're at peace with yourself, where you could sit there and enjoy that peacefulness and that higher consciousness, that is the key. We have to, the loneliness, the bad time is the loneliness. Why am I lonely? Why do I feel lonely? Why do I feel so rejected? Well, I'm not paying attention to the soul. So let's start paying attention to the soul. Maybe this is good for me. But because we think we have to go out all the time, I have to go out, I need my phone. These are all garments. And the more garments we have, the less we allow the light in. We have to take off the garments, not allow the garments. And this is why life becomes very heavy. Because we think we always need. We need this. I need that to look good. I need that to look good. I need this. I need this for approval. I need that for approval. And this is what's causing the light of the Holy One. There's no place for it to shine because there's so much, so much garments. And this is what we have to do. We have to take off the garments. Just like Yom Kippur, take it all. You don't need anything. You don't need anything. Learn from bad times. Learn from a Hezbodedut where you are where you cannot learn why you need to be approved all the time. Learn. Learn. Why do I need to be approved? Why can't I just be happy where I am? Why do I need to be approved? Why do I need to fit in all the time? Why do I need to do... Why? It's because of these garments. The less... It's a paradox of validation. The more you look to be validated, the less you will be. It's because you, you're, it looks like you're desperate and you need it. You need it. Like you're empty. So who wants to hang around with empty people? But the more you are yourself... And more people come to you. So this is this. All of this is a form of letting go. All of this is a form of being in the moment. All of this is a form of of, of being present, looking at the at the uh, looking at the good in things and recognizing that the fact that I see ugliness in people is because number one, I don't know him. I don't know him. Either I don't know him. I think Albert Einstein said, not Albert. Abraham Lincoln says, if I means if I see something ugly in another person, that means I have to spend more time getting to know him. That's what he said. The fact that I don't see the good because I, have, I, haven't I haven't peeled off the garment of him. So this is what we need in this generation right now. This generation is very, very desperate right now. It's a desperate generation for fame, for money. For, it's, it's a chasing generation. It's a very low effort, very low effort. And I want everything fast. I want to be fast. I want to be famous fast. I want to quit fast. I want to work without. I want to be. I want to have all this without working for it. It's just. It's. It's. It's a bunch of hungry ghosts. And it's because again, we are just putting more garments on, and the more garments, the more you need. You know, some ask somebody what they want for breakfast. Give me green juice. I'll be good. Another. I need the pancakes, waffles, bacon, a double this. this Where are you going? Where are you going? Is there famine coming? The more you need to eat, the less energy you will have. I will have much more energy on a green juice than you will have on your triple-decker breakfast. You won't even be able to stand up. That's a klipa. That means you need... No, your body's actually exhausted because it can't digest all this food. Your mind is digested because you're constantly putting demands on people. So this is, this is a, big, a major lesson that we need to look inside. We need to review, we need to, our job is really to remove the klipas. 
And the practical way you can look at this is when you become, when you are needy, ask yourself, why am I so needy? Why am I so needy? Why am I dependent upon human beings? Like the Gemara, the uh, in Shara B'Tachon says, a person who 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 who, who trusted man is cursed. A person who trusts in Hashem is blessed. Why do I want to be? Why do I want to be? So this is an area of the ultimate distance exactly why you need that is the bad day look look in the trauma look look for the opportunity look for the opportunity that's this is the message that i think i can't think of a, of a torah that doesn't fit the situation more than this and um we're all very lucky and we should merit to have this to have this such to, to merit the light of Rav Nachman. And this is exactly why we all have to really, really recognize that for dealing with difficult people, we just there's garments that need to be revealed, and we have to help them reveal it. As Reb Nachman said in the Turkey Prince, that when he, when the, when the prince, when the turkey was underneath the table, when the prince was underneath the table, he was acting like a turkey. The prince didn't tell the the rabbi didn't tell him. By the way, you look like a like a freaking duck. Like a, like what are you doing? What do you what the hell are you doing underneath the table, picking and eating bones? He says, I know how you feel. I'm also a turkey like you. So there has to be a, a, a connection, empathy when we, people are struggling. I've also had these garments. I know how to get them off. We're going to get them off together. I've had these garments like you. I've been there. I'm going to help you get one garment off at a time. I also didn't feel like keeping Shabbat one time. Let me get this garment off of you. So you start feeling energy. You feel, start feeling light. That's, the, that's how we have to deal with people today. I've been there. This is why the Hillel should always says, "Do not do what you you want. You don't want done to another person because of you. Because what happens? Somebody went down to your level to help you, so you have to go down from your level to help the person. And this is a message that all of this is is all we just have to do is all of this is just revealing the light in our lives. And remember, good bad days, bad days are days to get you to look." Bad days are not there to punish you. Bad days make good days. Do you understand? God wants you out of a poverty mindset. He doesn't want you borrowing money every single day and living in anxiety and panic and etc. He wants you to look why are you in debt? What's causing the debtness? Is it a test? Is it because maybe you're envious? Is it because of big amabris? Because God forbid that brings poverty. What do you, he wants you to look in it? But the worst is 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 to just tape up the problems and not get to the essence of those bad days. Those bad days make good days. Have a great day. Thank you.